to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. KIP, for short, brings you an exclusive look at the nature of humanity as we interface with culture and society in and out of our relationship with God. It explores the unique and contrasting position of having a biblical worldview versus a secular or societal worldview. I will explore these topics using the powerful and dynamic tools of the didactic narrative, teaching a relevant truth through storytelling, biblical exposition, teaching Bible principles, and of course, real talk. My background scans a diversity of over 35 years of work in education, government, law, ministry, business development, and consulting, respectively. Each guest speaker will bring a variety of wisdom and insight to life topics and situations that we encounter on a daily basis. So all I need you to do now as listeners is to sit back and enjoy the podcast, spread the word about KIPP, the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I will be your host, Derek L. Calhoun. That's hashtag K-I-P, hashtag K-I-P. Help me to make KIPP your favorite Friday podcast. Now, let's get started. Hey, 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 KIPP Nation. Glory to God, KIPP Nation. How are you today? Last week, I inadvertently talked about Father's Day. I said it was in a few days or a couple of days, and it dawned on me that I was a week early, but maybe some of you needed that week notice, that advance notice. So here we are now, two days out from Father's Day. I don't want you to forget your father. I don't want you to forget to celebrate the man who brought you into this world with your mom um, or however you got into this world. You know, God doesn't make mistakes, but I want you to celebrate that or celebrate that father figure. That individual who has impacted your life, uh, he could be a coach, he could be a pastor, he could be a mentor, an uncle, a brother, someone who's impacted your life in such a way um, that has given you the culture of a father and uh, has helped you to get from point A to point B. Even if you're late this week uh, on the celebration, whether it's uh, Monday or Tuesday, but make sure you get it done, and it's okay. If you want to celebrate your father all week long, there's no problem with that at all. Uh, men go through a lot, and they need that affirmation and celebration just like everyone else. So, listen, we want to get right into the podcast today. Um, again, welcome, Kip Nation. Welcome, all of you. Uh, I've been looking at some of the international data, um, so I want to welcome some folk from Albania uh, from Canada, from Italy, uh, from Germany. Uh, I know there were a couple other places that are escaping me right now. Um, but I welcome you all internationally. I welcome all of you who are in our United States listening audience. I appreciate you greatly for your labor and your work's sake. We have a lot of work to do. And one of the things that I've asked you to do, and I hope today that for my Father's Day gift. If you want to give me a Father's Day gift, take this podcast and send it to three or four people or repost it somewhere some, where someone else can listen to it. Uh, that would bless me. That would be a wonderful, 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 wonderful Father's Day gift. 
and uh, it would bless the nations. I, I, I want to talk a little bit about blessing the nations um, today, but I want to speak from the topic. What's the point? What's the point? Um, we talked last week a little bit and I read a scripture to you last week. Uh, Come to me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's taken from Matthew chapter 11, beginning at verse 28 and ending at verse 30. But I, I was talking about the, the, the uh, season of the yoke, the season of the yoke. And I wanted to make some distinctions and, and I'll even clarify what I mean by what's the point. But the season of the yoke is, is very different than our salvific walk or when we receive Christ in our lives as our Lord and our Savior. Now, let's talk about that very quickly. When you talk about receiving Jesus Christ in your life as your Lord and Savior, what you're saying, one is that he's going to be the Lord of your life. In other words, he is going to be your springboard, your sounding board, your backboard, uh, your rearward, your battle axe, your shield, your comforter, your healer. Uh, he is going to literally be your ride or die. So as we say in the street, ride or die. He's going to be your partner. Um, and when he's savior, He's going to save us from our sins. And of course, he's going to make sure that there's a place for us in heaven. And most people get saved on the latter of the two. They want Jesus to be the savior of their life. They want to go to heaven. They don't want to in this world transition to the next world and spend eternity in hell. So we get that. I totally get that. Totally get that. Good. That's a good reason. But what's the point? What's the point of our salvation if the only thing we're concerned about is what we're going to do in heaven? It's as if God doesn't exist now. What is God doing in our life in real time? Let me let me restate that. Do you have a relationship with God? And I'm not talking about just our prayer life. I, I, and I get that we pray, we expect answers from God. Um, we praise him on Sunday mornings. We worship him. Um, many of us read our Bibles, but but I'm not just talking about a relationship that is sedentary, that is not growing, that is it's said, but it's not done. So what, what do I mean by that? What do I mean by that? Let, let's look at what it means to truly be a yoke fellow with God. See, when we receive Jesus Christ in our life as our Lord and our Savior, we, we say this thing. It's an action. But when we live as fellow yoke servants with Jesus Christ, it's an, it's an actual Deed is something that we do. It, it's something, it's a manifestation of the action. It is a byproduct of saying, I want you to be Lord and Savior. So I want to be hooked up with God. 
I mean, why? For what purpose? What purpose does that serve in the, the, the course of our daily lives? Well, there's a lot of things. First of all, I want you to remember this, that without God, we can do absolutely nothing. So you're saying, well, I'm going about doing what I do every day. Yeah, sure you are. But you're doing it at a level with that may not exceed the expectation and capacity that God is actually giving you. Or you may be doing it at a level that exceeds expectation and capacity, but God didn't tell you to do it. Hmm. Whoa, whoa. What do you mean God didn't tell me to do it? When you're in a relationship with God, and Jesus said it really like this, he said, my wills do the will of the Father. My meat is to do the will of the Father. He never did anything. He said it. I never did anything that my father did not ask me to do. He was a yoke servant with his father. And today he's asking us to be a yoke servant with the father. To be in a real relationship with him. Because out of this real relationship, real things begin to happen that impact people in the earth. See, most of us, when we think about salvation, we think about our own salvation. We think about what God can do for us and how God is moving in our life and what God has done for me. And all of this culmination of the things that God has done for us, we call a testimony. But listen to the to the greater picture. The greater picture is that Jesus died. Watch this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Stop right there. For God so loved the world. So when Jesus and the Father walked as yoke servants, it wasn't just about the life of Jesus, his death, burial, and resurrection. Now, now wait a minute, wait, wait, before you, before you dismiss me. I'm not saying that's not critically important. That is the icon, iconic understanding of our faith. But what I am saying is that the Father plays the long game. So not only was he concerned with the Christians in the first century who now have a right to the to the heir of the cross, but he was concerned about us. So when God does something, he and he considers generations. So now back up, back up. If we're in yoke with God, if we're connected to God, if we're in relationship with God, then our lives impact not just our life or the life of our family because God is not that short-sighted. God uses us to impact generations. So watch this. Your individual destiny is tied to the collective deliverance of a generation. Our individual destiny is tied to the collective deliverance of a generation. So everyone has a role. Everyone has a part. And all things are working together for the good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Because of the death of Jesus Christ, here we are now listening to a podcast. Many of us saved and in our right mind because of something that happened uh, close to 6,000 years ago. Are, are, you, are you catching this? God does things now for later. God does things with us 
that will impact other people later. And sometimes he does things with us now that impact people now in this current generation. But the bottom line is our obedience and our willingness to be in relationship with God affects hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of people if we could just get out of ourselves. Are you catching this? So let, let me let me go a step further. The season of the yoke. Why is it so important now? Because we're living in the last days and men are lovers of themselves, high minded, uh, unholy. And God needs some people who will stand in the gap and stand up, fight the good fight of faith, press it towards the mark of the high calling of Jesus Christ and make sure that they are walking hand in hand, whereby God is ordering our steps hand in hand with God. So God can take them to the places and epics in your life that will change catastrophically the way people see Christ and the way people see God. For God is not just a Sunday morning God, but God is a God that interfaces with us or at least desires to meet with us collectively and individually every day. Every day we ought to have fellowship with God. Every day we ought to be asking God for direction. Every day we ought to be repenting for the things that we've done and asking God to wash us in the blood of the lamb, purge us with his up, make us white as snow, help us to get back on track. I know we sin and fall short of the glory of God. I know we mess up, but our messing up is not a license not to be yoked up. Let me say it again. Our messing up is not a license not to be yoked up. It's just a license to walk in the mercy and the grace of God. Ask God to forgive you. But the mission and the mandate that's over your life must continue. The mission and the mandate that's over your life must continue. You can be messed up right now, tore up from the floor up. You can be in a situation where things are chaotic and things seem to be spinning out of control. But if you're listening to the sound of my voice, I'm telling you that whether you're backslidden or whether you're getting ready, to, getting ready to get saved, the point of the matter is that God has a plan for your life. And the plan that he has for your life is not just for your life, but for generations. And will you lay your life on the line for the lives of hundreds of thousands of other people who are going to be uniquely affected by the way you walk your life lying out with the Father? Listen, let me let me share a couple of things and, and I'm going to close the day. And I, I want you to hurry up and, and make sure you write something significant to the, the fathers on Father's Day. Um, but I, I want you to understand this. None of us can do this thing called Christianity by ourselves. We need the help of the Father daily. I know preachers help us. Pastors help us. Ministers help us. Prophetic words help us. Scripture helps us. But there's nothing like the interaction with God 
of God, walking with God in your life. Because when God gets in your life, you begin to understand the power and importance of something my spiritual father taught me years ago called divine initiative. Divine initiative is that in the scripture, when you really read it and carefully uh, discern it, you will see that nothing happens or transpires unless God wills it so. He orders it so. And so Abraham did not just pick up and just decide that he was going to move. And when he get there, he's going to pray to God if everything is falling to pieces. Because here's the crazy thing. Abraham in Genesis 12, you want to read it later on, that's fine. Left according to the will of the father. Got to get up from your father's house. Get up from the things that are familiar to you and go to a place that I will show you. But he, he goes to Canaan land. But watch this, guys. He gets to Canaan and there's chaos in the land. He's thinking, I'm going straight to the promised land. Everything's going to be hype. Everything's going to be down. It's going to be a great time. Oh, my God. I walked in obedience to God. Everything's going to be perfect now. We in the mix. All of this. But there are times in your life. And I'm speaking to some people directly that God will call you to move, will call you to transition, will call you to a place that's less than what you anticipate and everything that God anticipates and expects for you. It, you, it has nothing to do with what you want. It has everything to do with what he wants. Because God is trying to impact generations. And if using you and your life and inconveniencing you, if you have to be inconvenienced, because Abraham found himself inconvenienced. He and his wife and Lot found themselves in an idolatrous nation, in an idolatrous land with folk who were doing everything and anything they wanted to do. And because it was so crazy, watch this, it drove Abraham to his knees. The madness kept him in relationship with God. The madness of the culture and the times kept him in relationship with God. It forced him to build altars and throughout his sojourn and throughout the journey of his life, he built altars. He built altars and God spoke to him and he built altars and God spoke to him. It is sometime the incredulous, uh, uh, unholy uh, unsacredness of the times that we live in that will keep us yoked up with God. So God will use the demonic nature of some to keep the holiness of others. Are you catching this? And so it's not about when you're following God that everything's going to be perfect and everything's going to be wonderful because that's not what this thing is all about. This thing is about hearing the voice of God and doing what he asks you to do. I don't know what he wants you to do. I'm speaking generically to the body of Christ worldwide because I know that God in this season is causing, calling for yoke fellows, folk to come alongside, to be stripped of your friends and your familiarities and be brought into a place of covenant, a covenant relationship with God 
that may not be familiar to you, but will cause hundreds of people, people's lives to be changed because you're walking in obedience, even if you don't understand it. I, I use um, uh, Gideon uh, in, in the book of Judges. I believe it's chapter six. I mean, here he is threshing wine in a wheat press, but God wants to use them. And everyone thinks this story is about Gideon. But the fact of the matter, Gideon has little or nothing to do with the story. It's about Israel. It's about a fallen nation. And it's about the life and destiny of one man who, when connected with God, who, who when accepts the assignment to be a fellow yoke servant with God, changes the way a nation thinks and a nation's a destiny in God is altered. Listen to this. God can take one man and alter the destiny of thousands or even millions. Oh, and when I say man, I'm not just talking about a man. I'm talking about humanity. But the point of the matter is, if we would just stop and say, God, I'm tired of doing it my way. You let your will be done. I'm going to let you order my steps and I'm going to hook up with you. Your yoke is easy. Your burden is light. And whatever your burden is, I'm going to do my part to help make that burden uh, a posture of healing, a posture of grace, a place of, of Rehoboth, a place of hope and victory, not just for myself. And even if I don't get it, that other people might live and that other people might experience the saving grace of Jesus Christ out of my obedience. So this is the season of the yoke. So what's the point of living a Christian life, going to church, if we're not going to be hooked up with God, when we have an opportunity to be connected with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the creator of the universe. Everybody wants a connection. Everybody wants a hookup. Well, guess what? Hook up to God. Hook up to Christ. Hook up. Be a yoke, fellow yoke servant. And watch the tremendous impact that this relationship will have on your life and the life of others around you. You have been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. Please share this with your friends and colleagues. Make it your business to listen to it again if you have to. This is great drive time podcasting. So if you're driving somewhere, if you're working and you have time, just punch the button, let it play, let it soak into your spirit and let it move you to move the nations. I need you to do one favor besides telling your father, happy Father's Day. I want you to go and influence the nation. Peace. I'm out.